Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter and I'm going to be talking about Legion Season 3, Episode 2, it is called Chapter 21, so full spoilers for the episode as always. should mention these reviews for Legion are sponsored by one of our patrons, Cindy Palacios, so thanks to her. Um, we are going to talk about this episode and, I say we, I mean me, uh, well we including the audience, you know, include the comments, you know, I'm just going to adjust my camera just a touch, there we go. Um, so... Last episode was pretty good. Last episode was, was a really solid opener. It was really focused. This one, I also think, was fairly focused. It definitely suffered a little bit from what some Season 2 suffered from, in that it felt like not maybe as much progressed as you would think would typically progress in an episode of TV. Uh, but that's not to say that I didn't actually enjoy what it did. Uh, particularly the, 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 the carry stuff. Um, where the episode, you know, at the start of the episode... Switches with David, and he, you know, wants to travel back in time, and she makes her door with her finger, and she goes in first, and then David tries to go in, and he can't. There's like a force field almost, not letting him. And uh, it was very reminiscent, of course, of when a vampire would try to go into a house that they weren't invited into, in the hit television show, Buffer the Vampire Slayer. Uh, that's what it reminded me of. But... She, she's actually really, I, I think what stuck out to me in this scene with her character, she's very apologetic and is very, like, sort of nervous with David. She's kind of like, oh, pl I hope you're not mad, please don't be mad at me, uh, kind of thing. And he's not mad at her, he's, he's, he's quite calm, he's like, no, nah, we have to develop your powers, we have to do this. Um, and she's like, can you do that? And he's like, no, but I know someone who can. So, it, it, which clearly sets up that we're going to be looking for, for Carrie, uh, he's going to try and recruit him, or, or whatever. And surely enough, we you know we see him throughout the episode. Yeah, there's a a fun scene where they're interrogating uh, the dude who was hooked last episode. They've got captured, and of course they've got a trap door at the bottom of their ship. Which, by the way, I don't know how much I talked about their their their, their plane last uh, last episode, but they have this ridiculous like uh, this ridiculous plane that's really fat and. They've got this like sort of under bit that has a trap door where they can deploy, <laughs> they can deploy like hostages from should they wish to dispose of them. Um, but we get this this fun little bit where uh, Carrie's like watching him on this really like eighties retro like computer graphics thing. So instead of seeing him fall to his death, but then parachute at the last second because they've got a parachute built into the chair, uh, we just see it on the little digital thing. And I was like, okay, that's a neat way of avoiding. Uh, some some budget concerns, I suppose. Not that the episode feels cheap in other ways, because again, we're on this big plane, and uh, you know that looks fine from the from the outside as it, as it can. Um, you know, there's a big difference from that and the actual cheap toy plane that's in the title sequence as it's going by. But uh, they sort of use him to try and find where Lenny and David are, and he does interact with Lenny. Uh, who takes him to a, a, a dinner, a, you know, an Alice in Wonderland-esque dinner party in a forest, um, basically to try and suss out what he's been doing, who's been speaking to, and what's going on. Uh, but of course, uh, the vision do sort of follow in. Uh, there's a great little moment in the, the in the van where Carrie and Carrie are there uh, with Clark, and the camera's just dancing between them, like, really quickly. Because it's like they're just talking to each other really fast, so the camera keeps like just darting between them. Uh, simple, fun little thing. Um, and we get we get a scene where it feels like all of the disciples of, of Lenny are going to like they've all got knives and swords. And Carrie's comes in with her katana and she's ready to go. 
really well kind of built up little action scene seemingly but they just drop a net on them but she does get tackled by the guy um and the big thing of this scene though is that it's essentially a trap to lure in and carry because uh lenny kidnaps carrie and that is the main point of this episode more than anything else is is for david to get his hands on carrie so my favorite scene of the episode easily is the scene where Carrie wakes up in the clock room, we saw this last episode, in the house they're in, that moved at the end of the last episode, there's a room with the big clock, and you know, it was used to great effect last week with uh, Switch changing time, so we saw the hands move. He's in there, and one of the disciple uh, girls comes in to feed him, but he hides behind the door, and he does this thing where he he stays invisible to her by just remaining behind her at all times. So wherever she walks, it's just very choreographed. Like, he's he walks up, you know, he stays behind her. He stays, like, an inch behind her the entire time. And every time she turns, like, he just makes sure he's behind her. And then every time, you know, like, and it just, you know, it becomes a bit more playful where she goes to shut the door behind her and he kind of, like, grabs it before it closes. He steals the spoon from her at one point on the tree of food. And he sort of uses that to, like, distract her by throwing it over the other side of the room. And it, to her, she never sees him. Um, it's actually very reminiscent of um, some stuff in a film I, I love from Korea called Three Iron. I won't go into it in too much detail. I don't want to spoil anything, but I, I love that movie. And this scene actually reminded me of that. So I, I was I was all on board for, for this sequence. It was really fun, inventive. And it was it was showing Carrie in a different light as well, where not normally, you know, he's just a scientist dude. He doesn't get to uh impresses with some physical skills. But that does feel like a really he was outwitting the person in the room uh, and using his, his brains and, and honestly his uh, dexterity to <laughs> to 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 get out of the situation. So he, he kinda warned us off, but of course, um you know, he sees you know, he sees the big pig. I mean, I don't know if I mentioned this last week. Actually, there's a big pig that all, all these cultists are all like snorting in the fumes that's coming out of the pig. I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's legion. It's weird. All right, legion's weird. I think you know we've established this uh, multiple times over the course of this show. Um, but he ends up wandering into David's place, and David kind of appears, you know, in the air and like comes down and. You know, Carrie's very scared of him, and I, I think that was the big thing that I took away from this scene, is that Carrie, the entire time, is nervous and is scared that David might just kill him. And David kind of shrugs it off and goes, I'm not going to kill you, stop whimpering. Like, but, you know, because David, of course, doesn't see what they did as something that was just, you know, he he, he says it's an intervention, um, he sees it as some sort of trial, and they have this, this debate. And I think there's a like, question here as to whether or not David, in the next portion of the episode does something to Carrie's brain to convince him to want to help, or if Carrie, by the end of the episode, actually does want to help in some way. I'm actually, I'm thinking it's more that he's he's made him, because we go through this little section of the episode where we're in, you know, David messes with Carrie's head, and we're inside his head, and he turns into Carrie, uh, and we get this great sequence, actually. There's, there's a lot of standout sequences in this episode, and the one that I really liked as well, not my favourite, because my favourite one was the, the, the hiding behind the woman, but I really liked when Carrie ends up in Carrie's clothes and Carrie ends up in a version of her clothes. Obviously, they're different sizes, so they fit each other, but... Um, and they end up dancing uh, with each other in these clothes. Um, but they're arguing over who gets to lead uh, and the idea of who is who and, and, and all that. And eventually, Carrie turns into David and says, let me lead, uh, which I think is clearly implying that he is 
in his brain making him want to help because after this scene he seems to want to just go along with with whatever um the plan is uh, and this is where he meets Switch, who explains her power, explains the, the, the time corridor, or the time hallway, as she calls it, uh, that we saw her walk through last week. You know, going up and down the corridor, you can go forward or back, and, you know, time travel that way. Um, and she demonstrates her door that she can do, but she can't take anyone through. That is the, the core conflict that we establish in this episode, and she's like, I need your help to do it. And he's like, I'll need tools, I'll need that. And she takes him back to the clock room where Lenny has all of his equipment ready to go. And we end the episode in this scene, actually, because, you know, Lenny, which, by the way, Lenny, this episode has, I thought it was just a cane, but it wasn't until this scene I noticed that it was actually a hammer. At the top of the, like, as long as a cane, but the top of the cane is a hammerhead. It's, you know, it's a traditional, you know, uh, uh, hammer. And, uh, interesting. <laughs> I hope we get to see her use it. Uh... I'd be delighted if that was the case. Um, so, you know, she, she she's asking all these questions, like, and she's like, "When?" And he's like, "When? When my like solution is going to be fit?" Because he, because he's theorizing different things, like, "Will it be a, an outfit someone has to wear? Will it be uh, something else?" And he puts on these headphones at the end and says, uh, "You know, because when, when she's asking when is he going to, and he says to save the world, and that's when we cut to the the credits at the end." So. Uh, it's a really, really good ending, and it, he really seems to believe in what he's doing at the end. And part of me wants to believe that he does just see like, the appeal of like trying to save the world by like changing everything that's happened. That it would, that it won't lead to David destroying the world, which is still a threat. That was something we established last season, which is maybe one of the, one of the, the the core faults of last season and the show as a whole. In some ways, is that that felt like it almost overstayed its welcome by the end of the season uh, and we're still dealing with it now admittedly i didn't really feel bad in this episode with it like it, it wasn't like bogging it down by any means but when they brought that up you know when farouk and, and sid started talking about um stopping him destroying the world i was like oh yeah <laughs> we're still doing that we didn't we didn't solve that at the end of last season we're still going with it um because sometimes this show is so decompressed and this episode is decompressed and what it's doing like, in terms of like, the core plot points of what happens it's not a hell of a lot, which isn't necessarily a, a big deal or a bad thing, uh, always. Um, th this show, I think, just pulled that too much in season two, and it got to the point where we got to the end of that 11-episode season, and I felt like, you know, we'd wasted a lot of time. Um, this is season's eight episodes, so we'll, we'll see how the pacing kind of keeps up episode to episode. Uh, but going back to that Sid and Farouk talk, uh, or even going back further, because Sid talks to David, uh, she's kind of trying to contact him, and he contacts her, you know, tele tele telepathically, if I can say that properly. And they try and have this conversation. And, you know, I do like I do like this scene because it reiterates a couple of key things from season two that really need to be remembered. Uh, one of the biggest deals that happened in season two, which we really spoke about at the time, was when he actually used his powers to make her uh, docile and then had sex with her. Uh, and she, you know, she outright says, you drugged me and then had sex with me. And that is essentially what happened. It was not not that dissimilar to to drugging, you know, with a roofie or, or whatever. Like he he and because that that was for us, I think, as viewers, and certainly for me, was the moment where he undeniably crossed the line, where he he sees it because I always felt like he saw other people differently from himself, and he was starting to feel like he saw himself as more of a god, uh, or at the very least, didn't consider everyone else's like like rights and privacy and their right to choose or or whatever. That was the moment for me where he crossed that line. Where no, 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 he he is fundamentally over over the line. Where 
I can't root for him anymore. Um, and you know that that was wrong. And I think anyone who's still rooting for David, like, and I know some people are, like, I I can't just root for David. He has to learn what he did was wrong. Like him accepting that has to be a part of the show because he. <coughs> Pardon me. He keeps he keeps trying to say he said that he's in love with her, and at one point he, he tries to put a memory of her in in her head, and she's like, "No, don't do that. Like, you don't understand how that's wrong." Um, and he doesn't understand how that's wrong. It's it's kind of, I mean, this show ultimately is dealing with someone who has a god complex, uh, and actually has the powers to kind of utilize it. So, now very 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 interesting. But it leads to the scene with Sid and Farouk, where. You know, and Farouk's introduction in this episode is really, <laughs> really weird. He's in like you know a world of, of of drag queens, and he's playing piano in black and white. It's, it's, it's a very very stylish little scene. But he you know come pops out when Sid comes to speak to him, and he suggests that you know this, this is going to be very difficult fighting David. Like you know he can keep seeing whatever we're going to do uh, before we do it because of the time traveler. They can keep going back and like fixing things and stopping whatever they were going to try. Uh, because David did reveal to Sid that she killed him twice um, before the timeline was changed. Obviously, she doesn't remember that because that ended up never happening. But he knows that she did. Um, and he feels betrayed by that. He sees himself as the victim, as Sid puts it. And Farouk says, well, you know, we have to stop her first. But it is worth mentioning, like, you know, he's always going to see an army coming or hear an army coming he might not see a lover coming, you know, in, in that way, where, you know, if 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 she infiltrates under the guise of, of, of being with him again and then striking when he doesn't expect it, that could be useful. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And Farouk does this thing where he kind of just shrugs and smirks and says, but not even to save the world. And she's like, no, gross, I'm not doing that. Um, So... And I wonder if this is going to come back. I wonder if this is like a, a plot beat. That's this idea of her using his feelings for her as a way to exploit. Um, and not in a bad way, but just in a way to like deal with the, the problem. Will she get to a point, if will something bad happen that puts her in a place where she's willing to go down that path? Um, and essentially manipulate him. And I, But I think what's, what's important here from a character perspective is that that's essentially what he does to everyone else. He manipulates everyone with his powers. And I, I think it's, it's it's a key part of her character that she's refusing to do that. She doesn't want to stoop to doing the same thing. Uh, she doesn't want to manipulate uh, in the way that he does. Uh, no, that's exactly the way he does it, of course, but to use that uh, for, for gain. So um, so that's a really good, strong character beat for, for Sid, I think. Um so I mean we'll we'll see where it goes with that, but I could I could see like the times getting tough, uh you know and and the things getting so dire that we have to, uh but yeah so 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 David's got Carrie, and they're going to be looking into that, um obviously there's, you know, there's some fun little beats here or there you know I love when when Carrie, uh is talking to David you know before we go into his head and David's messing with him they do knock him out and I love that the setup for it you see. Uh, Lenny in the background, kind of like almost like a cartoon character, like sneaking around, like almost like Scooby Doo with the, the knees coming up high, kind of thing, um, looking very mischievous. Uh, that, so that was really enjoyable. That was an enjoyable little beat. Um, Clark interrogating uh, the guy in the the ship, also really good. I, I keep saying ship. I said plane. I mean it's a plane, but it's so big and chunky that it feels more like a ship. It feels more like. <laughs> 
It feels more like a spaceship, even though it's not in space. Uh, that's, if it, it honestly feels more like a blimp, even though it's not actually a blimp. You know, the, the, the size of it. It feels like there should be a blimp, like a, a big balloon above it, but there isn't. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Um, I love how the uh, all of the cronies with Lenny, all the ladies, they're all uh, they're all credited as Manson girls, which I think is very interesting. One of them, actually, I, I cracked my I cracked my Buffy reference earlier, but I did actually think one of those girls looked a little bit like a young uh, Amy Acker, uh, who played Fred on Angel. Um, I was getting some Amy Acker vibes from one of those girls, but uh, no, I'm still I'm still going to switch as a character. Th this one definitely slowed down compared to episode one, and. It felt like the whole episode was really for one plot beat. Uh, that said, I, d I did still enjoy it. I, I, did, I, I didn't feel like it was full of a meal as last episode, though. So we'll see if that continues. We'll see if episode 3 has has more actual meat in it. Because I think that's something that season 1 did better. I, I really I really do, um, for the most part, anyway, uh, than season 2. Uh, but I like no, like I say, I, I like most of what's in this episode. I, I don't think it's you know it's not as uh, self indulgent as season two got at times. So uh, no, um, I'm 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 digging it. Uh, so so big things to take away from this is David's victim complex. He he believes he's the one who's been targeted, and that he's doing what he's doing in self defense and to save everything. Um, and even the way he talks to Switch kind of like feels like that, where he's like, you know, do I don't I deserve to to be happy and, and be loved like everyone else? And he's kind of convinced her of that. Um, so she's willing to help him. Uh, I think Sid's like standards and morals, um, holding holding fast, um, holding strong. I think that's another big deal in this episode. And then mostly just all the fun stuff with uh with Carrie. Um, I, re I really liked all of his scenes in this episode. He's probably my favourite stuff, especially the, the hiding behind the, the person uh, during the scene in the room. Uh, but that is otherwise episode 2 of the season of Legion. So let me know what you thought of this episode in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. You can get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show, uh, financially, you can do that over at Patreon, patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. We can support us for as little as $1 per month and get bonuses, extras, um, and keep all the shows coming. Uh, the higher tiers, of course, you can get the uh, the the TV... I can't remember what we call it. <laughs> the TV tier. <laughs> the $10 tier, uh, which lets you sponsor one of the shows, much like Cindy Palacios does, uh, which is why she's the sponsor of these Legion reviews. Uh, so, uh, that, is, that is us. So, thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?